0: Welcome to another edition of From the Stands, the Cool Pick Show. We would like to welcome on, on today's episode, former Toronto Maple Leaf and now broadcaster Bob McGill. Uh, we are going to chat about hockey, his career, and some favorite uh, hockey experiences as well. Uh, before we be, bring Bob onto the show, we would like to give a quick shout-out to our design team, Matt Creative and Matthew Castro. For all of their work and designs that you see into the show. So, if you guys do need any design work, please let us know and we will connect you with them. So, let's bring Bob onto the show and get things rolling. There we go, connecting.
1: There he is. Hey, Ryan. How are you? How are you? I'm terrific. I'm uh, obviously uh, not very technically technical uh, savvy, I guess. Uh, didn't know where I was working my way around it, but I'm finally got gotcha. you, buddy. We're good, we're sound. This is the way of the world now, eh? Yes, no doubt about it. Uh, with uh, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, it seems like with all the you know with everything that's happened, uh, you know, uh, I, I have say, can say that I've. Uh, uh, gotten to see and uh, uh you know uh, through FaceTime, zoom etc uh a lot of my old friends that I haven't talked to in years and stuff and uh so it's given it's been a good excuse to get a hold of people so it's been a lot of fun that way that's great uh you're in the car right now where are you headed? uh well i'm uh, uh I was just uh drove from uh, i live at the cottage up on the lake uh uh here in ontario and Um, I drove down a couple of hours to see my brand new uh, grandson who's six days old, Uh, saw him today for a little bit and uh, uh, we're headed back up that way and uh, uh, had pulled over to enjoy my chat with you.
0: That's incredible. Well, I really appreciate it. I was going to say congrats on the new grandchild. This
1: is grandchild number three, right? Yeah, number three, I had a four year old uh, Lakely and uh, a 13 month old Brinley, and now uh, Sonny James, uh, six days old today. Uh, So, yeah, it's uh, been uh, real nice, and my youngest daughter. So, all three kids each have a a child, so uh, life's good. That's incredible, man. Well, congrats. Uh, I hope everyone is healthy and doing well on your end.
0: take up not to take up too much more of your time let's get uh rolling so my first first question i want to ask you is uh what was your passion about wanting to play hockey
1: well you know it's funny i have an older brother uh two years older than me so i mean i followed him around everywhere when i was a kid and uh we lived right across we grew up uh early days uh in edmonton and uh the outdoor rink was right across the street from our house so i mean we literally uh, threw our skates on and jumped over, uh, sk- sk- you know, jumped over the boards after skating across the road. And uh, we lived on the outdoor rink, and uh, uh, it's something where uh, you know, I always uh, we always talked about that we were going to play in the NHL. My brother and I, and uh, you know, we played major junior hockey against each other uh, for. year as well but uh, uh, unfortunately uh, he you know he didn't play in the National Hockey League but uh, I certainly uh, he was the guy that pushed me and uh, and was I tried to emulate him uh, growing up and uh, it was something where uh, he was very instrumental in helping me get to to the National Hockey League when I did. That's incredible.
0: Um, I know that you started playing hockey when you moved to uh, Ludic uh, with your family back in 1970 and then before leaving the play for the bce uh jhl's Abbotsford flyers in 1978 from there you then joined the whl's victoria cougars the next year which you ended up winning the whl championship in your final year with them in 1981 what was that four year period like for you with all the kind of shifting winning a championship getting to play with new guys what was that whole experience like for you
1: Well, it was obviously I left home at 16 to go play in Abbotsford and, uh, uh, my brother had played there for a couple of years before me and, uh, he played for the new Westminster Bruins and, uh, I was protected by new Westminster. And then I got taken off their protected list for some reason. I ended up on Victoria's. Uh, so I ended up going to Victoria and, uh, you know, proved to be obviously a, a real uh, blessing, I think, because New West uh, team uh, had sort of fallen off the map. And my my 17-year-old year, uh, we went to the Western Hockey League finals, uh, and then I got drafted after that season. And then the next year, we we went to the Memorial Cup. We won the, the WHL championship with the Cougars, and uh, you know, it was an unbelievable experience. And uh, you know, I played with Barry Peterson and. Uh, Brad Palmer and Tory Robertson, Mark Sear, or, or, uh, you know, a bunch of different guys. Grant Fuhrer was our goaltender, uh, you know, and uh, that year we were 60-11-1 in Victoria. And that 60 wins in the, is the CHL record that still stands today from 1981. So uh, it was quite an accomplishment. And, uh, uh, you know, every time I see uh, one of my old teammates or, or hear from them, uh, uh, we got lots to be proud of. That's for darn sure. Yeah, that
0: 60 games is, is unprecedented. You don't see that in regular hockey like nowadays. Uh, so it's definitely something to be uh, proud of, uh, without a doubt. Um, after, you, the, after you ended up winning your WHL championship, you actually ended up starting your NHL career the following year when you got selected by the Leafs in the 1980 uh, entry draft. What was it like to have your name called by the Leafs and knowing that you were heading to
1: uh, the NHL? Brian, it was, uh, kind of surreal, obviously, when you, when you're in Montreal at the at the old Montreal forum, when they were holding the draft and I was there with a bunch of my teammates from Victoria, cause a couple of them got drafted in the first round. Uh, and I ended up, you know, going, uh, 26 pick, which is the fifth pick of the second round, uh, to Toronto. And, uh, to hear the Leafs call my name was cause I had no idea. I mean, I hadn't interviewed with them at all. And, uh, you know when my name was, cho- you know, announced. Uh, it was quite a surreal moment, no question about it. Um, it's funny because I was wasn't a Toronto Maple Leaf fan as a kid. Uh, I, I was a Boston Bruin fan because of Bobby Orr, and uh, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, I wanted to be like Bobby Orr as a defenseman, and uh, but uh, I I quickly changed to be a Maple Leaf uh, fan, and uh, uh, you know, obviously uh, playing. Uh, my first six years pro in the Maple Leaf organization and playing with Boris Salming, uh, who I still see. I played an alumni game with him this year, this past year. And it's so awesome to see him. Cause to me, he was the best defenseman I ever played with, I played with some good ones, no doubt about it. But uh, to me, he was the King and uh, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's still the uh, career assist leader for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, you know, he's such a great guy. And uh, uh, obviously uh, being part of the, the Leaf organization still today uh, is uh, pretty awesome considering uh, you go all the way back uh, 40 years ago to when I was drafted. Yeah, well, we're
0: going to get into what we're, you're doing now with the broadcast work in a second. But one thing that I wanted to ask was you played for the, in the NHL for 13 seasons. Along with Toronto, you played for other six other franchises, including Chicago, Detroit, San Jose, just to name a few. Which team was your most favorite to play
1: for out of the ones that you did? Well, I mean, obviously a special place in my heart for, for, for Toronto just because of, you know, playing there, you know, my first six years. And then I went back for a year, uh, back in year 11. And, and But uh, my four years that I spent in Chicago uh, was probably the most success I had as a player and, and the most fun, uh, you know. Uh, my first year there, we lost in the first round of the playoffs. But then uh, in 89, we lost in the conference finals to Calgary, and they went on and won the Cup. In 1990, we went to the conference finals, uh, lost to Edmonton, and they went on to win the Cup. And then 91, we actually won the President's Trophy. We had 106 points for most in the National Hockey League, and we were looking towards uh, who was uh, who, who were we going to play in the conference finals, and uh, we got beat in the first round. Uh, I, after that, got taken by San Jose in the expansion draft and Chicago went on to play in the finals the pre, the next year so uh, you know they had a great time there and my four years in Chicago were fantastic. Two of my three kids were born in Chicago uh, so certainly there's a, a big place in my heart uh, for the city of Chicago and, and the Blackhawks and uh, you know it was pretty unbelievable uh, when they won those three Stanley Cups here uh, once uh, uh, Jonathan Taves and and uh, and uh, Kane showed up in Chicago, would turn that franchise around. Uh, it's pretty fantastic to see. And when they come to town, town here, uh, when Toronto comes to town, it's always uh, very cool because uh, uh, Troy Murray, one of my teammates, we grew up playing minor hockey against each other and then played four years together in Chicago. He's the radio guy in Chicago. So I still see him uh, every time the Hawks are in town. So it uh, always brings back a lot of fond memories. Now. Growing
0: up in hockey, you, you may have watched, obviously, a lot of games, uh, hoping to get to the NHL. And before you did, who was that one player that you watched growing up that you kind of, like, not so much idolized, but you liked his game style or you liked how uh, he performed on the ice?
1: Well, I mean, I, I was obviously I said this before, that I was a Bruins fan because of Bobby Orr. And, uh, you know, to, to see the things that, uh, you know, he did as a player, and you watch growing up and then even when you get to the NHL and you still hear about Bob Yore all the time and you get to meet him uh, in person uh, was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm talking to Bob Yor here. Like, it's like uh, he is uh, was my idol. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, I think every kid. Uh, who was a defense and wanted to be Bobby Orr, right? And uh, uh, obviously, uh, I, I, I wasn't uh, anything like him when it came to playing the game because I shot right first and foremost, and he was a left shot. But uh, I mean, uh, but uh, you know, it's something where uh, you know, you um, as a kid, uh, you I grew up in a small town, Alberta, right? I mean, we were a, a single A center, and uh, uh, you know uh, you jump to to, to, tier, to to junior a and then major junior and it's like man the the pool uh you know the, the fish keep getting bigger and the pond gets smaller uh, so it's uh, tough to find your way uh, but uh, uh, when you, you you find a way to uh, do what you got to do to make it and i was fortunate that uh, i you know started junior hockey and started getting in a few fights and and i did pretty well at it and liked it and uh that was instrumental in helping me move up the ladder and uh obviously i would have liked to have been able to be a guy like bobby Orr, but uh hey uh, that's a good he had such god-gifted talent it was unbelievable uh but uh, uh anyway at the end of the day uh I'm very proud of the fact that I got a chance to play for 13 years as a pro and play over 700 games in the National Hockey League, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. Exactly.
0: exactly. You, you make your own memories. That's what it's all about at the end of the day.
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. And uh, many fond ones, no question about it. And uh, there's nothing like uh, running into ex-teammates uh, anywhere and everywhere and, uh, and reminiscing about old times uh, uh, when we get together. It's always a lot of fun. Now looking at the
0: mentors, uh, on the ice, but off the ice, uh, you, as you said, you looked up to Bobby, Orr playing, uh, who was that one person for you off the ice that was kind of like your mentor, uh, growing up, um, uh, whether that was in your
1: family or elsewhere? Well, you know, I think that, you know, my dad was, uh, was the guy that, uh, you know, he always pushed me to, uh, you know, try to strive to be the best and, and, uh, you know, I talked about my older brother before as well, too. I mean, he was a, he was a guy that obviously, uh, you know, was instrumental as in me, uh, you know, striving to get where I got, but, uh, you know, it just, uh, I think that uh, having a strong family and support from them, uh, because, you know, there's lots of bumps along the way, right? I mean, I got sent down to the American Hockey League halfway through my second year pro. I uh, spent the rest of the year there, and then I spent three quarters of the next year. And it was a hard fight to get back to the National Hockey League. And when I did, I got the opportunity to stay. And, uh you know, that was something where when you have those different mentors uh, to help you go through the bad times uh, so that when the good times are there, uh, it's uh, that much more enjoyable. Now, talking about tough opponents, this is a bit of a two-part question. During your time in the NHL, uh, what was one of your favorite games to
0: play in? I know, you obviously, as you mentioned, there's a lot of games to pick from, but if you had to kind of pick one that could stood out among the rest. Of you, which would that be? And also to the second part would be, who would be uh, one of the toughest fighters that you had to play against in the league?
1: Well, um, I'm going to say that uh, the, you know, the game-wise, uh, the, the uh, it Edmonton, which is you know, right next, right close to my hometown, uh, my mom and dad and my, my family and all kinds of relatives, all my friends, all got tickets to go to the game, and uh, I scored my first NHL goal uh, in Edmonton with all my friends and family there. Uh, that was a, a, certainly a career highlight, no doubt about that. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, uh, the other second part, I guess I would say is, I mean, when it comes to the, the fighting aspect of the game. I mean, uh, there was nobody tougher than Bob Probert, and uh, you know I uh, tangled with him six times, I think, and um, uh, I'm still here today, so I guess I did okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, there's one uh, one one time he did uh, uh, he did uh, get the best of me, and it uh, was not a good result. But uh, uh, anyway, it's. Uh, uh, I guess that old saying is it's not how many how many fights you win it's how many you show up for and uh, I had a I had the opportunity to uh, show up a number of times and it was always uh, it was always a lot of fun and uh, a challenge no doubt about it but uh, you got to do what you got to do for your teammates and uh, that's the way I always played that's that's
0: awesome, and yeah, like you said, it's it's all about showing up and at least standing up for yourself and for your teammates on the ice. Cause uh, nothing would be worse than be like, no, I'm good, see you later, and
1: like, right. Away,
0: right? Um, now talking about your post-playing uh, career after your retirement you did go on to play or to be an assistant coach in the American Hockey League with the Hershey Bears winning the Calder Cup with them before moving to head coach of the Baton Rouge Kingfish or Kingfish out in the East Coast what was that transition like for you to play be a player on the ice to then being standing behind the ice
1: and leading the young guns well you know uh, it was it, it was a lot of fun and uh, when i got the opportunity uh, to you know coach uh, in the uh, with the Hershey Bears, it was Colorado Avalanche farm team, and uh, Bob Hartley was the head coach, and uh, I joined him there and spent a couple of seasons there uh, together. And uh, you know what? Uh, winning the Calder Cup was absolutely fantastic, and uh, what an experience that was! And uh, to to see, you know, to, to be part of that was uh, was obviously uh, pretty special, no question about it. Uh, but it's 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 one of those things where. Uh, you see the progression of players, uh, you know, because as an assistant coach, uh, you spend countless hours uh, helping the, the, the guys uh, hone their skills and do different things, but, uh, you know, and try to pick them up when they're down and uh, try to, you know, keep them grounded when they're trying to get too, too ahead of themselves. Uh, you know, but that experience was fantastic. And then when I got the opportunity to be a head coach uh, in the ECHL with the Baton Rouge Kingfish. Uh, that was a a great experience i mean uh you know my three kids and my wife and i all you know moved down to baton rouge louisiana in the deep south and i'll tell you it was such a fantastic life experience uh, for our family for two years uh you know we loved it there uh you know we made the playoffs both times it was it was a lot of fun uh but i just had the two-year deal and uh uh, the ownership uh, uh things weren't going so well there so we moved on Uh, after those two years but uh, it was uh, something that was very special no question about it Uh, and uh, I miss it but uh, you know it's uh, sometimes when things aren't going well when you're coaching uh, you have a lot of sleepless nights and uh, 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 in the broadcasting business uh, if the team wins or loses I go to bed and uh, I don't have to worry about it because uh, uh, it's not my problem to to try and fix the power play or the penalty killing yeah, now
0: talking about broadcasting, in 2005, you further transitioned into hockey where you became an analyst with Leaf Station Network, uh, but you also served as the color analyst for the Marlies radio broadcast on AM640. What's it like for you to still be in an organization that drafted you, uh, for, you played for for six years, and, and now you still get to be part of
1: Oh, well, it's uh, terrific, no question about it. Um, you know, and uh, being part of the, the Calder Cup championship with uh, – with uh, you know the Toronto Marlies in 2018 uh, is another highlight, no question about it. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, you're you're just talking about the games and, and see and, and telling what you see and analyzing the situation. But uh, they made you know the, the Leaf organization has always made me feel part of uh, the family there, which is so special. And uh, you know Leafs Nation Network, uh, you know I've been working now for 15 years. Uh, with them, with both the Leafs and the Marlies, and uh, you know, it's something that if you would have told me 15 years ago that I was going to be doing this for 15 years, I would have said oh, that would be pretty wild. And and here it is, 15 years later, and uh, it, it is so special. I mean, because I see the Toronto Maple Leaf organization is on the, uh, you know, it's on, they're on the cusp right now of uh, taking that next step and uh, breaking through and and winning a, a Stanley Cup championship. And uh, and I hope that uh, they're. They're right there getting ready to try and bash the door down. And uh, it would certainly be fantastic to be part of it and to help uh, Leafs Nation celebrate a Stanley Cup championship in Toronto. Wait, hold on, Bob. Do you hear that?
0: I I think that's door knocking for the Leafs. We're almost there.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope so. I hope so, Ryan.
0: Now, my last question for you, Bob, is if there's anyone watching that, either wants to grow in hockey or become a broadcaster, become a color analyst and kind of learn the first steps, what kind of advice, I know it's a bit of a split question, but what kind of advice would you give to those either athletes or those future
1: broadcasters? Well, I think the big thing is, is that, uh, you know what, you have to, you have to listen number one and and talk to people and listen to what they say uh because uh you know whether you're a player you listen to coaches and you do whatever then when you move on where i've gotten into the broadcasting hey i was green and uh you listened to you you had people giving you advice and telling you different things what to do what not to do and make sure you you put that into into play and and use that on a daily basis and uh uh and never be satisfied with uh, being second best. You want to try and be the best all the time. And uh, if you do that, uh, you should succeed, no question. And uh, at the end of the day, remember that it's a game. You got to have fun. And when you're having fun, it'll never be like you're working. Yeah, definitely. It's always, like everyone
0: says, as long as you're having fun in whatever organization, whatever job aspect you're, you're working in, as long as you're having fun, that's the most important thing of any job. You bet. Well, Bob, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Again, congrats on the third grandchild. Um, and thank hopefully you. we will be able to see you around the rink sooner than later once it's safe to do so. Um, but until then, enjoy up in the cottage, enjoy the relaxation, and, uh, yeah,
1: we look forward to seeing more from you. You bet, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, take care of yourself. Yeah, safe
0: Take care, guys.